0: From the fabulous Loop and Larry Theater in beautiful downtown London, Ontario. It's the Oscar Recap Spectacular 2. With your hosts, the never nominated Loop and Larry.
1: And welcome to Lupin' Larry's Oscar Recap Spectacular 2. <laughs> <laughs> so we did one last year, and I think we may have briefly mentioned it the first year we did the podcast. But this is an official second version of it where we take a look at the Oscars um, broadcast and give it a little bit of a review. And uh, this year was the 93rd annual academy awards and it was from um the los angeles union station sunday april 25th 2021 and what were you thinking uh larry going into this
0: well i mean first of all let me just say you could tell how special this particular bo- uh, podcast is because we got our fancy clothes on Oh, that's, that's right we that never, never happens we never get the fancy clothes on and we're all we're all fancied up like you wouldn't believe you're <laughs> lucky i even fit in the fancy clothes <laughs> i was a little
1: worried when i put this on i'm like i don't think this is gonna fit this jacket definitely doesn't do up i can tell you that well, much but
0: for- fortunately we're sitting down so you can only see like from your chest up so you're okay <laughs> and right? i am not just wearing shorts under this yeah definitely no. not <laughs> anyway anyway <laughs> uh, okay so I, I, I got to tell you, I was really excited about this year's broadcast. First of all, I love the Oscars. We should it's preface that my... right
1: off the top. We're both huge Oscar yeah. fans.
0: Okay. Huge. This is like the Super Bowl of of movies and in our world. Like this is, the the Oscars is big. So I was really excited to see what they were going to do because they kept hyping that it was going to feel like a movie and it was going to be um, a joyous celebration to film and and all of that. And so I was like, oh, they've planned something really cool. And, and it was Steven Soderbergh who uh, is directing and producing this thing. And I was like, okay, this is going to be the best broadcast ever. So that's how <laughs> I went into this. Really and, high expectations.
1: And the reason I love the Oscars so much, I know some people are down on the Oscars generally, but I like them for a couple reasons. One, I love movie nostalgia. I, I, like, I love film. And both of us usually try to watch as many of the Oscar films as we can, if not all of them And it's a way of watching movies or a reason to watch movies. I normally wouldn't watch. Right. So that's why I love the Oscars. It forces me to watch some stuff. I wouldn't normally just, you know, click on, on Netflix. So it's, or go to a theater and see, and it forces me to do that. And then I'm so much better off for it because it's such some of these movies I've seen, I never would have experienced them, but I have now. And they're, they're fantastic.
0: That's right. I mean, there's a reason why movies are nominated best picture. I mean, like you said there there are a lot of them are movies that you wouldn't that we as geeks wouldn't be interested in wouldn't generally go to there they're played in like art house movie movie theaters and you know repertoire theaters and that, that sort of thing but there's a reason why these movies are nominated for best picture and once you know once we get into watching them um because they're nominated you realize that these are awesome movies like they're you know it the world isn't just marvel and star wars (laughs) yeah no there's there's
1: great movies out there that people need to see and i would obviously prefer to see them on the big screen if i can yeah um but obviously this year because of the pandemic and we're going to be saying that every time we say anything because of the pandemic uh the we you couldn't there was a small window where theaters were kind of open in canada at least um so i had to watch a lot i I watched them all streamed actually like the uh this year
0: yeah it was unfortunate because i mean some of them would have been much more powerful if you were in a theater where you were completely focused on the screen and you know didn't have distractions and weren't able to pause and go to the washroom or whatever but yeah it is what it is like this is this is what we had to work with this year and so we did and yeah you know th- they were still good
1: <laughs> yep and going into this oscars obviously we know that it's not going to be the same as past oscars because of everything going on and it was awesome that they were going to be doing the Oscars. And, uh, you know, my expectations, I wasn't like super high for them because I know it's going to be a lot different than past Oscars. So yeah. what we're going to do today is that we're not going to talk so much about who won and who didn't, what, what category. That's already out there. Um, but we're going to talk about uh, the, the actual broadcast itself and uh, the hits and misses of the broadcast. Um, but before we start, is there any, uh, any Oscar winners that you want to mention, Larry, going in? into this
0: this was this was the funny thing because there was there was such a a mix of opinion about who was going to win best actor and best actress yeah so yeah. Uh, like i i had my my thoughts and uh, you know what i you know and, and we'll get to this I- later on in the broadcast yeah, this definitely will the, come up yeah about the best actor nominee but i uh i i, I really think that uh that anthony hopkins deserved it I <laughs> Yeah, mean, I, did I too. i think i you know i mean what he did in that performance felt so genuine and so real he was he started in the father um felt so real and i just i i forgot that it was anthony hopkins i just i felt like it was like my grandfather or something you know i mean so despite everything that you know that has happened since you know in discussion with the best Oscar uh, winner. I I think he deserved it. I think it was, I think it was great. So I just, you know, I I was okay with him winning this one. How about Uh, you? Geek geek wise,
1: Tenet won. That was the only sort of geeky movie. There wasn't a lot of like movies that we would normally watch, like nominated. I think just because... They're holding a lot of those back from the theaters this year. Yeah. In the past year, so um, Tenant was really that one uh, was it's like special effects or
0: special effects. Well, and that was I mean that was interesting too because the special effects category is usually filled with the Marvel movies or the Star Wars movies or yeah. Transformers or <laughs> yeah, you know, those that's where all the blockbusters like the big you know blockbusters and none of them were in there. Tenant yeah. was the closest that that we came to having a, a blockbuster in that category which was very weird but uh, I
1: think if it didn't win we would riot I think I think like yeah. that one just visually was way over and above anything I'd seen in a long time well, yeah. regardless whether you like the story or whichever but I thought it was just amazingly like visually it was just amazing so I, yeah. I'm glad it, it was able to, to get something so now we can put Oscar winner on the on the front this is my favorite part of the, of the Oscars is that at the end everybody suddenly like every movie has oscar winner on the front of the yeah. box like a, of a dvd box or like when you go to rent it on like digitally or whatever it's pretty funny
0: yeah it's true so they finally can at least do that and it also would have been really strange for a christopher nolan movie that to to be nominated and not win anything like i i yeah. don't know if yeah. that's happened before so uh i mean i could be wrong i'd have to check but i i feel like pretty much everything he's been nominated for he's he's won at least one oscar for so (laughs) i I laughed uh, disney i went on to disney plus
1: yesterday um i'm finishing up rebels so i was uh i'm on the last season and uh i saw i was about to watch it and the very first thing is this uh it's got the nomad land it's like oscar winner (laughs) like on it already it's like it just (laughs) happened and they've already like updated it to to include that like it's pretty funny so
0: speaking of which i got to give a shout out to uh disney plus for putting nomad land up on their service for free <laughs> for free yeah for, that's great uh, that. that was fantastic i was yeah. so because that was the one i really wanted to see because there was so much buzz around it yeah and i thought well you know I, I guess i could pay the 20 dollars and rent it uh, but then there it was and i was very excited about that so yet another reason to subscribe to disney plus <laughs> <laughs> not so endorsed by, by disney plus
1: <laughs> <laughs> let's go into the hit and misses of uh of this Kind of, I would say, like bizarre Oscars. I would put it like. All
0: right, um, let's start, let's start with the hits. We'll start we'll start positively. Okay, I start with a hit <laughs> right off the top. What do you got? The opening of the of the broadcast was really cool. It was cinematic. They had Regina King walking down the red carpet, walking into the into the theater, and then they had um, like cinematic graphics like t- you know titles over her um that really did make it look like a film and i i really did like that part i thought that was pretty cool
1: yeah it was pretty cool i know a lot of people said like i thought it was supposed to look like a film but i think it depended on the type of tv you had whether you know, that- it was like whether it translated or not but i thought that was a really cool opening i really i really enjoyed that and i was like okay this is gonna be this is actually gonna be pretty good i do i do uh hope this is gonna be uh pretty cool um yeah. one of my hits is uh, the diversity in the oscars this year oh like, yeah never before have we had like a more inclusive oscars uh not only with winners but presenters and it was it and it's weird to say like oh it was more diverse i, I wish we wouldn't have to say that i wish it just was like that all the time yeah. but um i they thought they did a really good job at trying to, to have diversity of, of all sorts of people and and uh different looks, but it's, uh, I loved it. I thought it was, it just made for a way better broadcast and it just looked cool and...
0: Uh, it looked, it looked more like Hollywood. Like, it looked more like the real world, you yeah. know? I mean, it really was, it really felt like everybody wasn't in, included in this one and, the, and they made a real strong case for that. Like, they, you know, it i thought they did i agree with you i think they did a really good job i think they've turned a corner uh when it comes to uh <laughs> and it's the, about time uh what else do you have for hits i, I like seeing everybody maskless not that i want
1: to oh. see people get COVID, but they yeah. did say at the beginning everybody had was vaccinated and they were all checked before they you couldn't come in there unless you were were negative like they did two yeah. tests i think on everybody make sure they were negative before they came to this oscars um oh i liked it because it felt like like uh Normal. Like it used to be, you know what yeah. I mean? It didn't, it didn't feel like, and then they did put their masks on when they weren't like on camera. And, yeah. uh, but it was, it just felt, it was nice to see some, some normalcy. Yes. I guess you could yeah. say like, that was kind of cool. Yeah. Um, So I thought that was cool. Like that they kind <laughs> of cool. tried to do that as best as they could.
0: Yeah. And, I, the, but, but yet they still tied it into Hollywood because they explained that um they worked with, do you remember the movie Contagion? Yeah. I think it starred Brad Pitt. Yeah I uh, think so. Yeah. So on that movie Contagion there were um advisors who were epidemiologists talking about contagious viruses and stuff because that's what the movie was about. They used those same epidemiologists to help them design the the um venue so that it would be as safe as possible for the attendees and the presenters and everybody else. But I just thought that it was so funny that it was ho- like Hollywood uh, experts advisors who were, who, yeah advisors who had advised on other movies who helped them adv- you know advise them on making this uh, venue safe <laughs> so i thought that was that was a really cool uh thing to do not i mean i just thought it just kept, was in keeping with the whole oscar thing so i thought they did a really good job of, of making it safe and telling us what they did and and, and keeping it you know all Hollywoody. <laughs>
1: yeah
0: the,
1: uh, so i've got I've, i still have a few misses but i have they're more like hit misses all right. <laughs> but I still have some hits. So where do you want to do next? Do you want to do some misses? Uh, sure. Or do you want to kind of still let's, keep positive and let's let's keep positive. Let's stay okay. positive for as long as we can. <laughs> okay. My, my next hit is um, Harrison Ford oh, and, yeah. only because I just love Harrison Ford and he kind of broke like they, uh, like he he's getting older obviously, but yeah. the, uh, he just, just seeing him is just like, it's like a, a like a warm blanket you know what i mean like it's just a he's like comfort food so i i did enjoy seeing him come out there and uh and uh do something a little different than everybody else was doing
0: yeah and and the fact that not only was he out there but he sort of broke the mold a little bit because he was he was presenting for editing and it was and so he was like quoting uh um uh, reading quotes about Blade Runner when it originally came out and they were really like scathing reviews of, of Blade, Blade Runner.
1: And, <laughs> and what needs to be done. This was probably after one of the first like runs of it, or what do they yeah, call the one that? One like the
0: screening, like, like a screener screen, or whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I, I just thought that was hilarious that, you know, I mean it, it, cause it, I mean, it was talking about editing. So it's how important editing is when, when it comes to these things because you know if you don't edit properly then things don't make sense he was talking about the narration does the narration have to be there does it not have to be you know oh yeah that's great i just thought that was really funny that uh, that that he was sort of making fun of his own body of work which was great so good good on harrison ford that's my last hit now oh, i've got good. some hit hit misses which mean uh, that part of it
1: I liked, but then it they got ruined somehow.
0: So right, let's, yeah. let's, we can trans, we can uh, we can uh, transition into the misses with your hit misses. <laughs> Perfect. <Yeah>. Okay.
1: <laughs> um, one of mine is the Hollywood memories for for each nominee. So yeah. I like the idea uh, that they talk about how they first got into, the, or like they mentioned how they first got in the business, or what inspired them to get into Hollywood as yeah. an actor or as an editor. I like that. They didn't need to do it for every single nominee that. They, it yes. just it got tiring after a bit like i like a yeah. couple maybe like like the best actors or something Would an actresses would
0: have been great yeah. but like for everybody it just got it got tiring to hear well, everybody's it, story it was and and then they turned into like things that didn't even matter like you know your favorite food to eat while you're watching them while you're watching yeah. movies and stuff i'm like it would have been it would have been more interesting if they had for every person, if they were going this way, if they they had talked about how they got to that, because how they got to that position, because Mm -hmm. they did at one point, like, I think it was the... was it the directors i think it was the directors when they were talking about how you know they one of them started out as a janitor and then you know m- m- worked his way up it's stories like that i think are really cool like how does a director become a director he started as a janitor on the on the in the studio area i thought that was really cool so stuff like that but I don't really care what they like to eat when they're watching movies.
1: I mean, <laughs> it was just—it was like the little factoids of each person was—it just got too much. Like yeah. it just went on and on, and I don't even know if some of them were, were even right. Like it seemed like yeah. they were making some of some of the people that were—they were saying them—but looked like they were a little confused. Like it just seemed like kind of weird. But yeah, yeah it's, yeah, it's like way too much nostalgia. Like you needed to like pull that back just a touch. Yeah, um, less is more, I think, yes. in that situation. <laughs> uh, do you have any? Do you want me to still go with hits and misses? Yeah. Keep, keep going with your hit misses. Hit misses. <laughs> um, The location. Okay. So I like the look of the location. I thought it was kind of neat to see a different location rather than the Dolby Theater um, yep. for once. It was a little more intimate. Yep. I, I didn't like it in that it, like, the lighting was weird because there was, like, big windows behind, like, a lot of the nominees. Yeah. And, I mean, us both coming from a TV sort of background, it, like, it just looked, like, it, it washed out some of the shots. Yes. when they were shooting nominees, I just thought that was kind of weird. And it also had sort of a, um, as my dad would say, a Mickey mouse look to it. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't look, it didn't feel like, I like the structure of it, but I didn't feel like the Oscars. It just no. felt like really like, like it was just like a, a graduation ceremony or dinner for, for yeah. something. It just
0: didn't look right. That's exactly what I felt too. But so the interesting thing about this building, so it's in, in union station in LA, it's a heritage is- building which is right behind you if you're watching the YouTube version. Oh yeah. If you're watching YouTube, this is the exterior I'm sitting in front of right now (laughs) from the red carpet. (laughs) Um, But so because it's a heritage building, they were not allowed to attach anything to the ceilings or walls. So usually in a situation like this, they'd have a lighting grid in the roof, in the, you know, on the ceiling so they could light properly, but they couldn't attach anything to the, so everything they did was sort of standalone. And so they, they were really limited with how they could, you know, Put, put this together they you know so it did it didn't look like a big galas you know presentation like it does from the dolby studio because they were working with an old building <laughs> yeah so they couldn't do it there but yeah you're right it was i mean i didn't mind the intimacy like it was they only had 170 people in the building like in the like auditorium area yeah so yeah. it was intimate so i didn't mind that but you're right it just it didn't feel like a big hollywood gala to me yeah either. yeah
1: I have another hit miss, but I'm going to bring it up. I'm going to bring a miss up and then I'm going to bring this up right after. Cause they kind of okay. connect. Um, right. A big miss for me on this was that there was no host, no yeah. actual host. And I know everyone's like, Oh, I like it with no hosts. It's better with no host. That's not true. I'm telling yeah. you right now it needs someone to carry it through. Yeah. Um, and because there's no host, it, there was no comedy. It was, this
0: thing was void of any laughs. It was it was absolutely because usually they'll have a writing team backstage who will quickly write uh you know comedy bits um when somebody says something on stage they'll like the the writers backstage will write something really quick for the host to say so that the host can make a joke out of what just happened but they didn't have any of that so yeah it was just it was just nothing it was like a it was like I was referring to it as a as a lecture on Hollywood history with some special guests. That's
1: exactly what it was. <laughs> and every time they would cut to somebody like uh, introducing it, but like like an award or whatever. But it was just it was just void of laughs. Like there was it was just there was nothing going on. And uh, I, the host is there to like provide some laughs at least. Sometimes they're cheesy or whatever, but at least it's the one-liners and the kit, the quips and stuff that that's what makes the show to me like this yes, and makes it entertaining. This was not entertaining like that. It was just, it was boring. And which leads me into my next hit and miss is the one part where they tried to make it funny, which was the trivia part. Yes. So they go, the the whole, the whole, the trivia host goes around and asks people like to, to name songs. Um, if whether they're an Oscar winner, a nominee or never got nominated and it went way too long. Well, and it and was it, like the part with, with what, um, with Glenn, Glenn Close. Close was funny because they asked Glenn Close about "Debut" by EU. And then she knows all this information about it and then does the dance. That was funny. The rest yeah. of it was terrible.
0: Well, spoiler alert, that part with Glenn Close was scripted. <laughs> yeah. I heard that she, well, I heard that she knew what
1: song they were going to do, but she did all the research for it apparently. Right.
0: Yeah. So, but, but, it, but it was, so it wasn't often like she's, because she's a fantastic actress it looked like it was totally off the cuff and and real and she was like what how does she know all this stuff about the butt and then she knew the dance and but then you know you realize that that seems weird but I totally agree because like that would have been a a fun thing to do if they had done that throughout the broadcast like if they had had trivia questions throughout the broadcast like not just music but just other trivia or you know whatever and kept it consistent so that was their like their host thing but they yeah. didn't they did it one time and it was so out of the blue like because by this time it was also um like 10 40 like the, sh- the show went from 8 till 11 this yeah. was at 10 40 that they did this trivia thing um and I was watching it and I thought okay maybe they've thrown this in here because they- they're having some technical difficulties and they had to fill time Like it literally felt like a time filler to me. It didn't because I'm like, there's 20 minutes left in the show. Why, why are they doing this now? Like it just seemed the timing was totally off and yeah, it just seemed totally wrong.
1: (laughs) Yeah. It was weird. And I give it a hit in that they at least trying to do some sort of comedy in this yeah, or adding some entertainment value. So I'll give it a hit for that. But it was like, it was too little, too late. Number one, but number two, it's like, I, I like the fact that Glenn Close, even if they script it, that's fine. Like, that's the funny part is that you wouldn't expect her to know what that song is and all yes. that. Um, but the other people should have been scripted as well because- yeah. They, they they were just off the cuff saying weird things as, and so it kind of took away from the glenn close part yeah but if people were scripted and, and and had immediate answers for like real songs and it went quickly then went to the glenn close it would have been a lot better you can't yeah. just ask people questions because like the people were just saying whatever and it was just and they're being bleeped out and like it was just very
0: bizarre the yeah. whole segment was just very bizarre my 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 big miss for the for the whole thing was sort of falls in line with what you were just talking about they didn't add anything to the show to break it up like part of what i enjoy about the oscars is watching the video montage segments mm-hmm. um even Okay, so here was, the, here was the biggest thing for me. This was a year when nobody could go to the movie theater and watch movies. So a lot of people didn't know what these movies were that were being nominated. They hadn't seen them, especially the like the um, the like the documentaries. Yeah. Uh, like the documentary shorts and the and the live action shorts, those sorts of things. Usually when they do the Oscars, they'll have a montage of clips from the movies when they're nominating them. So at least you can see what they look like. Yeah. Um you know what I mean like they you could see especially like the animated ones or you know that you could see this down you kind of might be go oh okay well that looks kind of interesting I'll watch that. They they only did that this time for the major uh, movies like the full length movies. Yeah, um, they didn't do it for like editing and often they'll do really cool things like when they're nominating the editor or the hair the hair and makeup for example they'll do video of like that hair and makeup person behind the scenes like sewing together the costumes and then you can see the prop house and you can see you know the costumes being made and you know the or the edit suites and you see behind the scenes magic they didn't do any of that they were just literally like and and here's you know bob smith who likes to eat peanuts while he watches the movies and (laughs) peanuts (laughs) (laughs) that's about how interesting it got (laughs) it was like why would they not have like the one year people couldn't go out and see the movies why wouldn't they have at least shown parts of the movies while they're doing the show and going along with that going along with that sorry i mean is is the fact that they all of the uh songs the individual songs that were up for nominations yeah they had them performed in the pre-show yeah so if you didn't watch the pre-show and a lot of people don't then you didn't see any of the songs being performed yeah
1: like like, what (laughs) and and the songs could have been as simple as just showing a quick clip of the pre-show like videos that they did they didn't have to show the whole song but they could have done like a like a little package with like clips from those performances and then put them into and just put them in a little package before they say and then the winner is yeah. You know what I mean? And then go from there, but they like, there, there's so many missed opportunities in this. And there's a few, I'm just going to mention Yeah, like what, what just going off of what you just said, if you're going to do video packages, do them for all of them. Don't yes. just do some of them because I, people haven't seen half, like you're saying half these movies, you've got to do these video packages. Like yeah. you, that's how I know what these short films look like, or these like these short animated fo- films. Like, I don't know what those are. I, and this is one of my misses, but I'll, I'll put it in with this. I don't want to like that camera work and the the awkwardness of showing the tables of the people when they when they were talking about them when they were nominated was really yeah. super awkward yes <laughs> like it was it, the camera work wasn't even good like it was no. just it was almost like they didn't even know where people were and they were trying to find them like when they when they actually went to them yeah. like, and it I, it it would have been simple saying like here's the nominations for best a- animated short boom show the package like and who's nominated a little clip and then you're out and then the winner is and it just would have looked so slick but they they ruined it by making it look really like it looked like a like like a college like or like a a local cable version or something like it it just like and 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 the local cable version actually probably would have looked better than this like it was
0: it just like it just looked really cheap yeah. I mean, and the the like when they were introducing all the nominees, it was one camera guy with a like with a steady cam camera that was like just walking between the tables. And at one point, like they because of the order that they were introducing the nominees, he walked past one of the nominees to get to the next one, then had to walk backwards uh. the table that, that he had just passed. So you, it was just like, why, why? Are you, I don't it was understand.
1: unnecessary. I don't, I don't yeah. like need to see every person. Like, I mean, you want to see like the best actor and all that, but I mean, like, I don't need to see every person in the audience. Like, I don't think they've done that before. Like, no. I just, I just need to see the, like the nominees and, and then whoever wins will come up at that
0: point. Like, well, exactly. Like that's, you know, I mean, I'd rather see what the hair and makeup nominee did uh to to earn this nomination rather than to see that person's face like it's important to to know who they are but you know as a viewer I'm more interested in what they did like how they got there so that's you know I want to see that and I just it didn't make any sense to me that they excluded all of that in the in the broadcast like that not only did they not have a host who made it funny they didn't have any video clips to move the show along like the pacing was just so slow
1: and no. and there were so many opportunities like you were talking before about like the like the little video segments they sometimes do um on the history of whatever but but there's a whole opportunity here to do a whole thing on like how how they shot these movies during the pandemic yes. and and how how that was a challenge and having talking to different directors Like from, from the top movies talking about how this was so challenging and how, how they got around it. That's interesting to me. And they didn't, that was like a no brainer talking to people on the street about what they miss about going to the theater, like, or, or even the, the people that are like nominated, like it was such a missed opportunity
0: there. And they didn't do any of that. Like no. And the thing was that they have known about this situation for a year, (laughs)
1: like, I mean,
0: this isn't like. It was just shut down two weeks ago, so they had to completely revamp the broadcast. They knew that this was coming; like they know what's involved. Like it just—it just seems so strange to me that they that they did this. Um, this leads me into a, another miss for me talking about video uh, clips. One of the things, and it always sounds so bad, but one of the things that people talk about most in these. Oscar is the immemorium section. Oh section, my god.
1: will do too. Okay, go on.
0: Yeah, where they talk to you about who passed away over the last year. Usually that's introduced by somebody and then there's somebody live on stage who sings like a beautiful song. They have like a piano, just a simple piano or a simple guitar or something and it's a beautiful like like heartfelt emotional song that they sing uh, live while this stuff is going on. Well, they since they didn't have an orchestra or anybody live, they had um, Quest Love from the Roots DJing this thing, and so he just he played a song. The song was so fast paced. Yeah, it was a Stevie was Wonder so, song. Yeah, yeah. What, what song was it, dude? Do you, do you I, I don't
1: remember the exact song, but it's a, it's a faster paced song.
0: Yeah, it was a, so the Stevie Wonder song. So it was really fast paced, which meant that they like the video was so fast that I honestly couldn't read the names and the titles and look at the picture of the person that they were putting up there before the next picture came up. Like, I was like, who is that? Who, what, who, who's this one? Like Someone someone on Twitter said, was
1: this played back in triple time? Like it seemed like it was like, I'm like, this is going so quickly. And it was just so weird. Like it was just, it just didn't
0: have any emotion to it because it just flew by. Yeah. And the song didn't make it emotional either. Like usually the song is like, Oh man, you know, this is sad. Let's yeah. all these people are gone now, but the song did not like the word, the lyrics in the song had to do with, you know, being gone and missing or whatever it was, but the, the tempo of the song was totally wrong for immemorium. And yeah, it went like those people literally got, I'd say probably three seconds, two to three seconds at most Per, per shot on there. It was, and there were a lot of people because between COVID and just, you know, whatever other causes, there were yeah. a lot of people in this year's uh, show. And I, it was just like, that was horrible. Like I would, I felt so badly for the people like, this was their sort of their last, this is their last you know, moment in the spotlight, really, you know, for, for these people who passed away. Yeah. And to have it sped through like that with no emotion, I was just like, that, I, if I were the family of those people, I would have been mad. <laughs> well, the, the
1: thing is, too, and, and we've, we're, and this seems to be a common theme, it seemed like they cheaped out on a lot of things. Yeah. And there's two things here. Number one, they could have easily got like a Chris Martin or somebody to, to play, get acoustic guitar and sing a yeah. song. Like, yes. like anyone could have, like they could have gotten anybody to come and play uh, like just acoustically and, and do yeah. that. Or Taylor Swift or somebody like there was, there was so many opportunities there for somebody to come and just perform. Yeah. Like acoustically there and, yeah. and then have that go on. Like they, they, there's no excuse for that. They, that was easy to do. And yeah. that also, <laughs> I love Questlove. I think he's like amazing. Yeah. But yeah, He's great for like the ins and outs of stuff, but I miss the band. Like, and yeah. I know it maybe it didn't work, but they could have done like a like a jazz band, like a like a five piece. They could have yeah. done like just something a little cooler, like even like like I'm in local theater and they have a, we have a theater awards. And even we have a, just a three piece jazz band with a ba- stand up bass and a, and like they could have easily done that and they didn't. Like Absolutely. it just yeah. there's just but no was- thought process behind it. It was oh. just like it, just like, because it's a pandemic doesn't mean like the production side had to cheap out so much.
0: No. And that's well, what and I felt like it did. It did. And the, the the thing was, is that this is not the first big Hollywood gala that's happened during the pandemic. We saw like the Grammys that happened earlier this year was a great show. Yeah. Like it was, it wasn't, obviously it wasn't the same as it had been in the past. There was no audience or anything like that. But it was a really entertaining show. All of the performances were live, in one place or another. Um, it was slick looking. Like I was like, this is this is a really well done broadcast considering the situation that we're in. Yeah. So it's been proven that you know a, a big Hollywood gala can still be spectacular. So yeah. there was. I just was like, there is, I don't know what, like, I feel like they spent all their time trying to think of how to make it look like a movie by making it widescreen and shooting in 24 frames and, you know, having that opening credits. And then they just said, well, let's just, that's enough. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's all we need to do. I I feel like, like, like with
1: Questlove, like, I, I feel like they, they got just a DJ because it was easier um, like, maybe, like, for a minimalist approach. So it looked like they didn't have all these people on stage and whatever, but they're already got everybody there, like, maskless. They're all tested. So why don't they just go a little bit extra? You know what I mean? Maybe, yeah. maybe the sound wasn't right if they had an orchestra there. I don't know. I mean, there's maybe some reasons behind it. Like, I mean, Questlove does the best he could with what he had. And, and yeah. I heard some prints in there. So I was happy with that, some, <laughs> yeah. some clips. But um, the uh, I just thought it was weird that they didn't have even like a smaller piece brass band or band of some sort. But maybe the yeah. acoustics were terrible in there. I don't know. Maybe they tried that.
0: Like there's some I, things we don't know behind the scenes of it, of course. But So so, but, so here's, th- here's my thought on that. They did have one scene uh, with Brian Cranston from the Dolby Theater. Yeah, Um, he was presenting uh, the humanitarian award, and he was at the Dolby Theater. Why couldn't they have had the band at the Dolby Theater? There was literally nobody there; like it was completely empty. They could have had a full orchestra or, or you know, on the stage at the Dolby Theater, and just piped the sound in, you know, just fed the sound the way they did with Brian Cranston into the control room, and then put it out there. Like it would have been so easy if it was. Too tight or whatever at Union Station to have the orchestra or band someplace else and yeah. just play. like it. I just don't get it. I don't understand what they were. What <laughs> Why? They were like, Why? So speaking of this whole, I don't know what they were thinking. The other thing that they didn't do this year was play anybody off stage. They gave every <laughs> every winner like unlimited time to to give their thank you thank you speech. And these thank you speeches seemed to go on for like five, six, seven minutes. I don't know. They, they just kept going and going. This is another one of my misses. <laughs> <laughs> like, it just didn't like, okay. So the, by all rights, the, the way they did the broadcast, it should have been like an hour and a half because they yeah. took all the music out. There was no host. There were no video clips, uh, like video segments. <laughs> so they, it should have been an hour and a half. It still went 20 minutes overtime because you, every winner spoke for like 10 is, minutes. <laughs> I, and I understand,
1: like, I, I, I feel for the, like the winners in that, um, like, this is a, a big moment for them, right? Yeah. Like they've, like, like you're an editor, you've won an Oscar, like that's huge. Yes. But from a, from a TV perspective, that's, it's a ratings killer. Yeah, it's. And the thing is, people at home don't know who these people are. I want to hear a short speech, a thank you out. I don't want to hear long speeches from people I don't know. Like I want to hear it from the from the um, from the stars. And ironically, a lot of the stars did like super short speeches. Yes. Like Francis McDermott went up and said like two things and left the stage like it's like, which is almost insulting to everybody else.
0: Yeah, like. It was just very bizarre. It was. Um, I think the stars probably realized, okay, this is, this isn't fun to start with, <laughs> and 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 this isn't a. Uh, it's not like the Golden Globes where the people in the audience can drink while it's happening. So mm-hmm. the like the the uh, stars and the people who were in attendance were literally just sitting there with no drinks, no food, for like three and a half hours. But you know, they were probably like, okay, let's move this thing along like come on you know but you're right it's like the editors and the you know the live action short producers who you know will probably may may or may not ever get this opportunity again they're the ones who want to talk because it's the big but they just didn't play anybody off so it was just it just kept going and going and going and then there was nothing to break it up (laughs) yeah it was just it's so bizarre um i have one final major miss
1: which i know will be on your list i don't know if you have any misses like other misses well, let's see. No, let's hear your big one. Okay. Probably the, you. Be, so this, this miss, I think, is the biggest of the whole show. We'll probably, well, let's end on this miss. Right. Um, the order of the best picture actress and actor was a major faux pas. Yes. On the part of the producers. I thought this was like the dumbest thing they could have done. Yeah. It was terrible. Um, there's a, a lot of factors that led into it to be terrible. So yeah. uh, why, Larry, did they end? Normally, best picture ends the show. Yes. you find out what the best picture is. Because that's the role. We're done. We're out. Why did they end with best
0: actor? Well, first of all, they haven't done it this way. So they did best picture, then best actress, then best actor. They haven't done it that way since 1972. Like it has been, it has been for almost 50 years, (laughs) that order. So the, the reason that they did it this, that way, this time is because everybody i mean everybody was 100 convinced that chadwick boseman was gonna win best actor posthumously Mm -hmm. um and so and everybody was expecting everybody wanted that to happen um you know and so that would have been a really emotional big thing so the producers of the show thought well, why don't we save the best actor category for the very end? So we end with this big emotional punch where everybody is gives a big standing ovation and cheering and yay, we are honoring Chadwick and blah, blah, blah. And so they thought that's, you know, his wife was there um, in attendance and she had a speech written. Um, so she was ready to go. But the problem is only um, the accountant, the accounting firm that you know, figures out the ballots knew the knew who won literally nobody else did. So they made the call. They, they said, well, this is going to happen. So let's just go with it. And then it didn't happen.
1: <laughs> yeah. And it was, the, he didn't win which it, my only hit of that whole part is that they, it shows that no one else knows who won like, yes. because otherwise they would not have done this had they known that. And right. um, Anthony Hopkins ends up winning at the end, and and he and, wasn't even there, and he wasn't there. And I also heard that he was willing to do to zoom in, yeah. And they didn't they didn't want him to zoom in, so he just went to bed. Like yeah. he, like not like prior to this, he had said like his rep said he'll zoom in if he need like to, just to be present. In case he he does win, but they said, no, we don't want him to zoom in. We want him to be at that British location, like where all the other British actors were in England. And uh, he didn't, he couldn't make it there for whatever reason. And so he wasn't there, wasn't represented and he won. Well, and,
0: and I was reading a bit of an interview with him the day, the next day, he didn't think he was going to win. Like even he thought yeah. that yeah. Chadwick Boseman was going to win. He was convinced that he wasn't going to win, which is why he went to bed. Cause he's like, I'm not going to win this. So I might as well just go to bed. They don't want me to. So he wasn't even prepared. So when the next morning, when he found out he did like a, a, he tweet. I he tweeted a little video, um, and he actually um, gave a shout out to Chadwick Boseman, which was really nice. Like he acknowledged the, the how good he was and and all of that, which was. Yeah. But yeah, even he didn't. Like literally, nobody knew <laughs> that it was going to go this
1: way. So, so but what that created was this like vacuum of nothingness at the end because. <laughs> Cause they, they, they had this expectation. It didn't come through and he wasn't even there to, to, to say a speech. Oh. So it was just like, all right, well, that's the end. And then he threw the quest love and Qu- poor quest love is like, all right, well, I guess that's the Oscars. Like he, didn't, <laughs> like he had nothing to say. Like, and I think he, I, he, I felt like he was even kind of annoyed, like uh, uh, how it was, all went down. Like it just seemed really super awkward. And they just throw to him and then he, the poor guys like gotta like get out of this somehow. Like it was just yeah. seemed
0: really weird. The well, whole thing. I- and it was um, Joaquin Phoenix who presented that award because he won for uh, the Joker for Joker last year. Yeah. And and I'm sure that he was expecting Chadwick Boseman to to win, too. So he probably in his head had, you know, uh, was expecting Chadwick's wife to come up and all of that. So he wasn't he didn't know what to do either. So he was like, uh Uh, Anthony Hopkins is not here. So I will accept this award on his behalf. And he was out. (laughs) Oh, he got out of there. The thing is, too, there's a few things
1: here. Number one, like, end on best pitcher. Like, just just keep it tradition. It's best pitcher is always the best way to. It's a celebration of the best pitcher of the year. Just end on that. Um, Never, ever end a show with Joaquin Phoenix giving an award. He is no. so weird and so like unpredictable. And like, the, he goes, yeah, they asked me to talk about my, my, uh, why I got into, into movies. And they said, what's it like to submerse yourself in a role? I don't know. I've never done it. I was like, come on, Joaquin, like don't be such an idiot. Like he just, he came across as such a, just, I can think of a lot of words I could say here. I won't, but he just, he just came across as just being like completely like pretentious. And, and, yeah. and like, yeah. This get out of here. I, I don't, I'm not yeah. a big fan of him as a, like, I, I like him in the Joker and he's good in some roles. I just, he's, he's too weird. Like, he's just yeah. like, you don't need to be like that. Like, it's just, he just come across as a goof. Like,
0: I don't know. Yeah. So never on a was, show with him. <laughs> no, exactly. Well, but the, the other thing it did, I was watching the, the broadcast with my family and um then best picture came up and it we were con- totally confused for like a solid five or six minutes. We're like, did we, did did we miss something? Like, did we, where are the, like, we started looking up, like, did we miss the best actor, best actress? <laughs> or like, did the broadcast skip? Like, is this not live? What, what is going, like, we literally didn't know what was going on. <laughs> so it, it, it wasn't even, like, it didn't even give the best picture, like the credit that it was due because we were all so confused by what was happening yeah and we weren't even like paying attention to the best picture <laughs>
1: though if Frances mcdermott had got her award before that you might not you might have missed it because it was so quick yeah <laughs> the way she went up yeah, and got it
0: and, she howled like a wolf like a wolf and then left the stage that's another person that's just like too
1: yeah. like too much for me like i just yeah. I, great actress and same with joaquin yeah. phoenix great actor just too weird beyond that. Like, you don't need to be that weird. Just be like, normal. Like, it's like, I understand you probably think these are kind of goofy or like a lot of people, like someone else said, like you, putting actors up against actors, like you can't put unless they all play the exact same role, you can't yeah. really compare them. And I understand that concept, but just go up and just be normal. Just like, yeah. just
0: be gracious, actor. be normal act normal
1: like yeah, you're an like, actor if you're act an actor, actor you can act normal <laughs> act like you think someone should act if they're on stage in front of a lot of yeah. people and millions of people at home. that's how you need to act it's like yeah. i just i just find it just, it just it's almost insulting to the people that went and saw the film to me like that you're yeah. just so flippant about it like i don't know that's just yeah. me but i just <laughs> i i, I watched that and i just shake my head i'm like
0: come on guys like
1: well, what's your basic uh like impression of the whole show
0: i can tell you it's going to be memorable yeah, Like people are going to be talking about this broadcast for a long time because it was so different and so like odd that I think people are going to reference the fact that this is, this is going to become the what not to do in uh, for the, for the Oscars, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, and we'll, I mean, so for better or worse, it was a memorable show yeah. because, you know, it's not something I will forget watching because it was just so bizarre, but man, it was, it was a really weird three and a half hours, almost of, of, uh, of television. Yeah. Especially coming from Steven Soderbergh. If it, you know, that, that really let me down too. I was expecting a lot more. (laughs) Maybe he was working on like an indie budget.
1: (laughs) for this. I don't know. It's like, it just seems so weird. Um, I I just think it just, it just seemed like I, if I watch the Oscars, I want the glitz and glamor of the Oscars, regardless of what's going on. And, and, yes, people have to distance and yes, they have to wear masks and yes, it's a pandemic, but you can still put the production value and the time into it. And it just, I felt like it seemed rushed. I felt like yeah. it seemed, like without all the, the video packages that they just didn't put the time, the, pre, the pre-show the pre time into it that they should have. And it yeah. really, it shows because it's the lowest rated Oscars of all time with 9.85 million. The 2020 Oscars in comparison had 23.6 million people watch it.
0: So- And, it, and that was a. The, the that was a low rated one as well the yeah. the 23 it, it was in the like the bottom five or something like it was it was a really low rate so when you think about that being loaded and then this one with the like the nine, 10 million people that it had woo. yeah
1: <laughs> and, and, and i also realized too like within those numbers um other award shows that have happened recently all had like some of their lowest ratings ever so i think yeah. people are just like And also, too, a lot of people haven't seen the movies because they weren't out at the theater, and you couldn't go to the theater, and some of them you have to pay for at home, and it, like, there's a lot of factors that go into why it was so low, other than not just the broadcast itself, just going into it before even going into it. A lot of people just aren't interested yeah. in movies right now because there's just nothing out. they want to see Well,
0: exactly and i think everybody expected like i don't think anybody on the production team expected this to get high ratings like i really i i'd be very surprised if they thought this is going to be a great like i don't think that that but i feel like more people than ever probably watched like the first hour and went i'm done like this is this is yeah it was
1: very (laughs) very odd so
0: well that's on that note (laughs) yes (laughs) See, that's why we start with the pluses. So we, yeah. we, we happened. my then, hit is
1: that it happened. Yeah. It, it was done. That's right. Well, thank you so much for joining us for the Loop and Larry Oscar recap spectacular. I don't know how spectacular it was too. Uh,
0: <laughs> I think our podcast was more spectacular than the, know, than the broadcast. So, <laughs> so thanks for
1: watching and we'll see you next time with another new podcast. Bye-bye.
0: Produced by Matthew C. Loop and Lawrence Simner A Loop and Larry production Bueller He liked it, he liked it Bueller
1: Bad news, the fog is getting thicker
0: And Leon's getting larger Inconceivable Brian's right, it's an elf Wax on Does Barry Manilow know that you raid his wardrobe? Oh, Captain, my Captain. Life moves pretty fast. You don't stop and look around once in a while. You could miss it. Wax off.